0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Security and 30 podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at security management and how to change the way that you recruit talent within your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Security in 30 podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trinidad, and today we're going to talk about recruitment. Now, I know that recruitment uh, goes across all industries and uh, all all careers, but I want to talk about how it applies to security management, some of the issues, uh, and a new approach on how you can address uh, building your organization uh, effectively. Now, because we're only doing 30-minute increments, I'm going to break this up into two episodes. Today, I'm going to focus on recruitment, followed by another episode that will talk more about how you retain your talent. So, to begin, I think we have to address the problem with, with current uh, recruitment. Uh, and we'll kind of focus our examples towards the security profession, because that's what this podcast about is about so let's, let's look at how traditional uh, recruitment processes happen. You have a vacancy, you build a requisition or a job description. You work that through HR and sometimes it's published internally and externally. You take a couple weeks, HR gets inundated with a bunch of resumes. They'll try to go through, scan those resumes to see what candidates fit your job description. They'll send them to you. You review the resumes. You pick a few that you like. You have a quick interview. Job offer goes out and you onboard an employee. The problem with that process is it takes a lot of time and effort and money and if you have one individual that you're hiring, it, it might work out for you. But as your organization grows, and you have more, um, you know, levels to the organization, it can become cumbersome uh, and, and take a lot of focus away from what you're trying to do. So let's kind of dive into each, you know, the first three areas and kind of what the historical issues have been and then how to address and and maybe streamline your process to build a more resilient organization. So let's talk about the job description a little bit. Oftentimes, and I know I've been guilty of this, it's a, it's a copy and paste effort from previous jobs, you know, vacancies or, you know, positions within your organization. A lot of these job descriptions are very generic. Lack a lot of detail, uh, and it's kind of a, a paper trail just to get the requisition out there. And a lot of times, I would say that you'll see a job description based on a function within security, and not geared towards hiring a security professional. And and we'll talk about that more, but you know, as you look to retain, whether you're hiring a physical security specialist uh, you know, a it professional, it it, it changes, uh, but you want to look for more well-rounded candidates. And and sometimes our job description really pigeonhole you into a specific type of candidate. Uh, and and that kind of has some long-term impact as far as growing and retaining talent, but that will be more in episode two. So your job descriptions are generic And then you'll get inundated with all these resumes. Now, let's face it. Resumes are important. They give you a snapshot. But oftentimes, we rely on those resumes for a lot of our decision-making when we're looking to hire uh, a new candidate. Sometimes, resumes can be embellished. Once again, I was guilty of that as well when I transitioned out of the Army. And I still see this today, uh, you know, I wanted to discuss how I accounted for property. And so a bullet on my resume, you know, kind of went responsible for over $5 million of DOD equipment. And and to the common person that, that sounds like a lot of money uh, and a lot of responsibility. However, we all know if, you, if you're if you in the military that a lot of that was vehicles and weapons that are secured 24-7, and it take a lot for you to lose or have an issue with that kind of property. So you, you embellish a little bit. As a hiring manager, uh, I've often seen uh, candidates that come on, on the resume have a bullet to the effect of developed policy and procedure that drove an organization and then you know I found out that they were a reviewer they may have commented commented but they didn't really develop the policy they were part of a team so anybody who builds a resume uh, there's professionals out there that can help uh, and and that's great but the problem is sometimes you don't get an accurate reflection of that actual candidate or the person you're looking to hire So if that candidate makes it to the interview process, oftentimes we're rushed. You only get about 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, You don't get that depth of knowledge, you know, uh, get to know the candidate or, you know, how their skills and capabilities apply to your position. And oftentimes we ask very generic questions of of candidates, uh, you know, what do you like to do in your free time? Tell me about yourself. Uh, give me a scenario when you were stressed and how you de- dealt with it. And so you spend a lot of time on, you know, getting to know the person. You don't really get to the root of what you're looking to hire them for and and moving forward. So you have about five or six interviews these interviews are thirty to forty-five minutes and and you know that's where mistakes can be made when hiring somebody because you don't really fully understand their capabilities or who they are, what they're looking to do, uh, and that can be problematic long term. So now that we've kind of defined the problem, you know, let's kind of talk about a, a new way, uh, a way of you know building your organization with great talent. Uh, reducing the time and cost, and and finding the right people. If you can find one good candidate, it saves you a lot of time and money in the long run uh, due to turnover. Maybe the candidate doesn't work out and you have to start the process over. So though what I'm about to talk about takes a lot of time, it's time spent up front uh, that will help you long term and building, you know, a resilient organization uh, with the right people. Now, granted, mistakes are going to happen. Uh, we're human, uh, but hopefully, this will allow you to streamline your process and feel better, you know, and, and more assured when you hire new employees uh, within your security organization. So, let's talk about it a little bit. Now, the good news is what I'm about to say isn't groundbreaking or or shattering it's pretty uh simple and and it's really broken down into two parts and it's really before your vacancy and after and so a lot of this work there's about five or six steps are, are done before you even have a vacancy and some of them don't even have to do with the recruitment process so let's start with step one solidify and identify your strategic growth plan. Now, I know that is easier said than done because in a lot of security professions, we're very reactive uh, and we're trying to deal with an incident that happened at our facility, uh, responding to executive requests, uh, and it's very day-to-day. You know, those in security Also say we're kind of like firefighters because you're always trying to put out the the most recent issue. But I would challenge you as a manager or somebody leading an organization to think strategically three to five years out. And in that mindset, think more proactive than, than reactive. Define what your mission is. What are your visions for the organization and goals? Some examples, are you looking to automate your processes over the next three to five years? Are you looking to expand your capabilities as a security organization? Is there a specific project or initiative within your company that security plays a vital role? Are you looking to strengthen your business continuity or emergency management processes? Different organizations are at different stages, whether they're starting out or fully matured. So your, your vision, your mission are going to change over time, and I think that is critically important to how you build, build your team. And that really builds uh, onto you know bullet two, which is build your organization off of your strategic growth plan not only your organization structure, but what you're expecting out of that organization. If you're at the beginning and you're building your department or, or the security function, you may have to start with policies, procedures, processes, and therefore you want somebody who has more experience in you know, well-rounded security how a certain policy or procedure, in fact, impacts the rest of the company and, you know, more of a security management approach to building a holistic security program. Vice versa, if you come into an organization where your security organization is mature, maybe you're just looking to automate some processes. So you have a great security foundation, but maybe you want to get more into that tech technology arena to to where you automate, maybe enhance your physical security. And that will completely shift your focus on the type of personnel that you're trying to hire. And that's really based on you. So, you know, that's, that's an assessment that you're going to have to conduct within your organization to see where you're at, but build your organization, build your uh, team based on what, what the three to five year plan is not for what you need today. And I've often seen that because you get in the job descriptions where you look at what you need in the next month as far as projects or programs, and you hire, and then that project gets complete, and you go, what's next? And you find out that you don't really have a qualified team to accomplish your, your long-term objectives. So that's you know, kind of going to security management 101, building your organization, building your long-term plan. Now, how does that impact recruitment? Well, obviously, you know, as, as mentioned, you now kind of have the basis of what, where your organization's is going. Uh, and so your job descriptions can flow and, and talk about the mission of your organization, where it's going, and it kind of broadens that job description and who you're looking for in a candidate. Now, for this process, you know, keep that internal. And as always, these are living documents. So every six months, you should review and update uh, because what you need in a year, once you've accomplished that, you know, you have to adjust over the next three to five years. So we're still in the before the vacancy phase. You're still building this out. Step three, network. And so as security professionals, we we do this all the time. Um, we, we do it to, to learn, we learn to educate, but a valuable resource in networking can allow you to find a candidate pool before you even have a vacancy. So there's plenty of associations out there. There's NCMS, ASIS, local chapters, um, and a lot of different organizations to where you can network and and with peers, with people in the industry, Uh, You have social media out there, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, you know, Twitter. I don't know if I'd rely on Twitter too much, but uh, LinkedIn is is a big networking site that you can uh, go out and find industry uh, peers, people that kind of fit what you're looking for and reach out. Now, it doesn't mean that you're poaching, but it allows you to find a talent pool and, and have a network of personnel that you know you want to target to get to know and that's a key get to know that way you can say hey you know if a if a job opens in my organization and you know these are the the people that I want so you're you're out there actively recruiting you're not offering a job you're you're, you're getting to know different people within uh, your industry network and this goes to 4 if you find a couple people, have a set up an informal discussion. Go to lunch, have a Zoom call, even a telephone call, and really get to know the person. You know, we talked about one of the issues with interviews is they go quick and you don't get to really know somebody. Well, this is a great way to, to get to know somebody. It, it's the stress of you know, a job interview is out the window and you can have that person relax. You can relax and just, you know, get to know the person, understand their background, where they came from. Uh, you know, you may want to talk some business, but it's really a good opportunity to just get to know that person as an individual. What are their career aspirations? And there's no time limit. That's a great thing. You can have, you know, a 30 minute lunch. You can have biweekly, you know, lunches. You can have periodic calls every couple months, but you kind of have that personal network and you really over time get to get to know that individual. Once again, this is all before you even have a vacancy open. Now what I would say is always in your mind for each position, kind of have two to three candidates based on that networking. The great thing is they don't have to know it. This is something that you keep internally Um, you know, during those informal discussions, you may ask for the resume. Uh, but if, if those discussions go great, you don't even need a resume because you already know what they're about, uh, what their background is, what certifications, where they went to school. So if you have a a great discussion with uh, an individual and and over time, you kind of get to know them, a resume is irrelevant at this point, but you should always have, Hey, if you know, this IT uh, management position opens up within my organization. Here's the top two to three individuals that I would want to, to take that position. Now I got it, you know, with networking, people have jobs, so it, it doesn't mean that they're available. Um, but it's always good to have because people are always looking for career opportunities. So the great thing is if you kind of have living documents of what your organization looks like, you already have your job description, If you're networking, you already have a candidate pool. So I now either have a new opening or I'm trying to backfill a vacancy. As soon as that vacancy opens or somebody gives me my two-week notice, I go to HR and I say, hey, I already got two to three people I want to interview for this position formally. Now the reason I say interview, even though we've had informal discussions, is because I do understand that org organizations have a you know HR process. There's there's legalities. Not every organization's the same, but most companies have a formal process. So keeping in mind that you do have to go through some of the the HR processes, um, you still have to conduct an interview, and that's why I talk about that. But the great thing is, is the work you've done up ahead of time will probably save you a few weeks uh, trying to find candidates because you've already networked. You already know who you want to bring in for interviews. So really that process of building your requirement, having HR have to go through interviews or resumes, you have to go through resumes, that's already all been done. So vacancy happens on a Friday, Monday, I already have three, two to three interviews set up with candidates that I I know. So HR is going to set those up. Don't make them for 30 minutes. Make them for a half day or a day. Really have that candidate, you know, you've already kind of narrowed down to two to three that you really want to bring in and get to know as far as their technical capabilities and kind of test them. Contact them ahead of time. I know a lot of organizations have their HR representatives communicate with the candidate but you've already had communications with them. Talk to them ahead of time, and here's why I say that. We talked about a one uh, issue with with interviews is that we don't really, you know, talk about the job. We talk about more about the person. Well, since we've already had discussions and talked about the person, let's talk about the job. So I'm not sure why, but if I'm hiring somebody in a management position, bring them in and have a discussion about your organization's policy and procedures. Pull out some policy and procedures. Maybe provide them a policy ahead of time that's in draft and have them provide some comments. That way when they get to you on interview day, it's not really an interview, it's more of a discussion on, okay, tell me how you would take this policy, this procedure process. What changes would you make? Where do you see are the gaps? You know, What would be your plan for implementation? And have them talk you through that. If you provide it to them ahead of time, you know, it. Most with like most jobs, uh, you have some lead time and then you have to produce a product. Allow them to do that. Go one step for, further. If they're in a management position and, and part of your job description is presenting to executives or senior leadership within the organization, give them a task. Have them create a PowerPoint presentation, an Excel file, uh, you know, a, a white paper, have them come to the interview with a product that you would expect them to do on their day-to-day job. And that's what you evaluate on. You've already talked. You already know the person. So why not have them come in, present to you via uh, PowerPoint on, on what they think, you know, your policy and procedure could use improvements on. And it's kind of a test. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's applicable to the job. So there's nothing illegal about taking it in that direction. If you're hiring technical security professionals, don't just ask them, you know, what's your experience in conducting, you know, uh, physical security surveys. Tell me how many system security plans have you written if you're an IT security person. Bring them in. Have them shadow one of your physical security uh, techs or or maybe you and and walk them around and and give them a small sample size, but have them do a physical security assessment. Have them come back to you and go, hey, uh, you know, I walked around this building. You know, here are my initial thoughts. Hey, I reviewed this system security plan, and th- these are my thoughts. You know, here's how I would change it. You know, here's here's my auditing process. But get more hands-on, more product development. Uh, challenge that individual during the interview process. A set of a back and forth of, you know, what do you like to do in your off time? Where do you see yourself in five years? Those questions are important, but you can take care of those ahead of time. That way, the candidate gets quality time uh, with you during the interview. And really, at the end of the day, your, your thought process bringing those candidates in is hiring them, giving them a job, a job offer at the end of the day. And, and that uh, speeds up the process as well. And then lastly, step six, be prepared to give a job offer. Oftentimes we go and we interview and we're indecisive and, you know, go back and forth. If you've done this process right and you find the right candidate, they come in, you do the, you know, the day on site, give them some task. At the conclusion, you should know whether or not they're the right person for your job. If they're giving you a presentation or going through policy and procedure, you're going to know whether that candidate is is somebody that you're looking to hire immediately. And if so, you should have an offer ready. You shouldn't need two weeks to decide or figure out what you want to do. You should be ready to give that candidate a job offer on the spot. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to accept it. We all know that people have other... Jobs that they're interviewing for have other considerations. but at least they know that you know you think of them highly and that you want to offer them the job. And so if you follow this process, you build a candidate pool, you reduce the amount of time uh, that that comes with turnover, and you build a more resilient organization. If done right, you find individuals that um, not only can support the function you're hiring them for, but are more well-rounded. And then it will go into how do you retain them? Because that's the next big challenge. You you have this great candidate. uh, You followed kind of this process. It's nothing new. It's it's just a way to, to rethink recruitment strategy. But then how do you retain them? And that's something that we'll get into on the next uh, episode of this podcast is once you have key talent, how do you retain it? Which is a significant issue, not only in industries like uh, security, uh, but across the board. So in summary, recruitment takes time. Resumes are somewhat irrelevant these days. The interview processes are not structured in a way that really gets you to understand a a candidate's capabilities. And sometimes you'll take over 30 days to find a candidate that, you know, eventually doesn't work out to fix that. Do a lot of work ahead of time, build your organization, identify what your organization looks like three to five years, write job descriptions based on that strategic growth plan. Network heavily. Always have a candidate pool in your back pocket. And when those vacancies happen, move quickly. Get people in. Make them prove and show to you that they understand what's expected of them in that job or career. And if they uh, meet your expectations or exceed, be prepared to quickly give them a job offer. And you can take that process of recruitment from weeks to days. Thank everybody for listening. I know it's been a while. Hope everybody's staying safe. And I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, comments, questions, or concerns. And our next episode, will uh, go into part two, which is retention, uh, which is always a, maybe a bigger challenge in recruiting. So thanks and have a great day.